Welcome to Our Social Impact, brought to you by the Prison Scholar Fund. The PSF's mission is to provide education and employment assistance to help currently and formerly incarcerated people succeed and thrive in society, while avoiding homelessness and the revolving door of re incarceration. The PSF also advocates for reform and correctional education to increase opportunity for all. As a nonprofit, we rely on investments, volunteers, and are always looking for board members to champion our mission. Please connect with us through our website at prisonscholars.org, where you can find volunteer opportunities, make a contribution, and learn more about becoming a board member. You can also email us at info at prisonscholars.org and find us through most social media platforms at Prison Scholars. Become a patron by supporting us directly at Patreon with at Prison Scholars. We appreciate your review of this podcast through whatever platform you listen through. Without further ado, here's Dirk Van Velsen, founder and CEO of the Prison Scholar Fund. Thank you for joining our social impact. We have Michael Cheever of the College Success Foundation and Anthony Peterson also on the board. So Michael, thanks for joining us. Tell us about what you do there. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, uh, so my name's Mike Cheever. I'm Executive Vice President of College Success Foundation, and uh, my primary role is to help raise funds and uh, raise the profile of the organization and what we do. So day to day, we're we're out there soliciting uh, for contributions to help support our our programs and our students, and then uh, manage the government affairs, the marketing and PR teams that we have there, and, um, and then oversee the, the scholarships uh, that help fund our students' education. So I know all about you, but tell me, tell the people that don't know what you do, what you do. Yeah, so uh, in a couple of months, we turned 20 years old uh, as an organization, so we were, we were founded in the, in the year 2000, and uh, early on, we started primarily as a uh, scholarship awarding organization to help kids uh, access uh, uh, college but as we learned it takes more than just financial resources for students to succeed in in, in college and so we've built a series of programs now that start um, as early as middle school and we stay with the students all the way through uh, their high school completion and then we have scholarships and advisors to help them when they when they get to college there and, and make sure they succeed there so we uh, were throughout Washington State and uh, in Southeast DC and uh, we embed uh, professional staff members on the school campuses so we have a staff member in a high school working with cohorts of kids to build those relationships and be there when they need them help advise and, and that sort of thing so how do you get the the, the mentors to go so long term or do you have different mentors that step so in? so it's a it's a multi-prong uh, or a multi-approach program but we have uh, actually full-time paid staff that we embed uh, on the school campuses and work with those students um, and we recruit the students into the program uh, and then work with them so ninth and tenth grade is a little more intrusive I'll say so we're, we're looking at uh, uh, your attendance in class and the grades you're getting and working on kind of uh, building those those skills that you're going to need uh, academic skills that you're going to need to succeed 11th and 12th grade, the program switches a little bit, and now we're focused on really preparing you for college, college campus tours so you can find the right fit, helping you with your essays, scholarship applications, and that sort of thing. So what's the average length of time someone's in your program? 
yeah, so if we bring them in in seventh grade and, and we're with them all the way through college, um, so it's, you know, it's a good 10-year relationship. A lot of people really stay so, around that long. So it's, uh, it's a family launcher, and, and, and I don't know, when did you start? I started in 2004. I was one of the early cohorts, and uh, the process started in my junior year. We had to do kind of a lengthy application process, and then uh, there's several, select piece, uh, several phases of selection, and then uh, they helped us navigate our senior year of high school where we had to complete the FAFSA, college applications, and so on. And then once I transitioned to Eastern Washington University, uh, there was actually an advisor on the campus. So we, we participated in the University 101 class, and then we had uh, activities to help us be retained in college outside of our classes. So we created a cohort kind of model, and then uh, and to my sophomore year, I actually served as a mentor to incoming freshmen. So again, like Mike mentioned, that family component was was critical, you know, because uh, as a first generation college student, um, it was essential to have people uh, that looked like me on college campus and been and had the same experiences that I had. So the advisor um, was again a first generation college student, and I was a advisor or a mentor to a youth that was a first-generation college student, so that was critical. So, so the, the basis of our program is to help first-gen, low-income students um, be able to kind of think about go to college and, and succeed, and most are, are first-generation students, and the idea is that'll help set up uh, goals and aspirations for their the rest of the brothers and sisters and their family and things and kind of help change that that family dynamic very cool so how long has CSF been around yeah so we we uh, started in in 2000 so uh, in January we'll turn we'll turn 20 years old um, and we uh, have continued to um, grow our programming at all the different different levels throughout middle school high school college uh, ever since so right now we're in 29 so we have staff um, embedded in 29 high schools uh, in Washington State uh, and we're in uh, middle schools college college campuses um, all, all throughout the state we are we're headquartered in Bellevue uh, but we have regional operations in based out of uh, Spokane Tacoma now officially now Yakima, Yakima. Uh, so we're, we're launching that official site now there and then and then yeah Ward 7 and 8 in, in DC there so what does a mentoring program look like and how many students does one mentor oversee yeah, so we a um, little different. So we call them coaches um, in 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 the schools, and um, uh, let's say if we're uh, working with eleventh and twelfth graders, we'll have a staff member working with fifty eleventh and fifty twelfth graders at a time, um, doing check-ins and and meetings with them. And uh, um, in ninth and tenth grade, they work with thirty five students of each grade at a time, but. You know, that said, we don't say no. So if there's a if an uh, extra person needs extra a kid or a friend or something along those lines has a question or needs some help or something, of course we're we're there in the schools and and that's why we're there to help. And them. and so. the coaches are just one piece of it. They're paid employees. There's also uh, alumni members in the community that volunteer and become mentors in their in their local community at the high schools well, and is, schools as well. Is that like you? You. Are you back in the, on the other side of the team now? Yeah, I am. I am in several capacities. You know, uh, as Mike mentioned, I, I'm on the national board as a uh, um, 
the alumni member, but also we have a um, a local Yakima alumni kind of base, and uh, we work with the high schools in in the Yakima community that receive uh, um, College Success Foundation funds. So uh, the programs are doing great work in the communities. Uh, the the alumni base is involved, you know, in giving back, whether it's uh, in kind donations as for their volunteer time. Um, food, money, support, so it's it's kind of like a full circle um, organization. So were you the typical first-gen low-income student also? Yes, yes. Uh, grew up in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, T-Town. T-Town, <laughs> yeah. I actually went to high school in Lakewood, Clover Park High School, Okay. and uh, we, were, we were blessed to have that program there at that time, and uh, again, like I said, went through the process, and uh, it was it was a tough transition, you know, going to teeny Washington from Tacoma. <laughs> you know, it's a you know it's a it was a different social atmosphere. So uh, again, College Success Foundation is really intentional to not only focus on the academic piece, but the the non-cognitive piece too. You know, developing those non-cognitive skills and on how to persevere and <laughs> and stick go through challenges it. and stick through stick to it and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, so how do they find you, or do you find them? Well, as Mike mentioned, there's advisors on, on our high school campuses, and they just do outreach. They go into the classrooms to let let students know that uh, this money is available. At, this, at that time, it was like a full-ride scholarship. So, uh, nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, the applicant rate was pretty high my year. Everyone was applying for it? Everybody was applying for it. But unfortunately, like any scholarship program, you know, uh, there's only so much money. So So when did you guys make the transition from just straight scholarship support to more wraparound coaching? So, yeah, when we started, we, we started with a significant grant from the Gates Foundation of $100 million because, again, everybody uh, was trying to tackle the access problem that students yeah. just couldn't afford college, right? But as as the program progressed, we realized, you know, college fit is important. Having those academic skills to succeed in college is important. And, and so that that's when we started building the various programs and things around it. And then over time have, as any good organization, worked to diversify the revenue and streams and, and, and that sort of thing. And and we're, uh, we're pretty well supported by the state of Washington also. So we, we uh, uh, received quite a bit of funding there for our for our high school programs and and we also have a uh, foster care program that we manage to help uh, with including scholarships to help uh, youth of care uh, succeed in high school and get through college there so um, and and it's a multi-pronged approach so we we embed staff in the schools to work one-on-one -on -one with those students and and try and help change the culture of the the college going culture of the school we have regional teams that work in each of the edu education school districts throughout the state to, to work with the schools and the districts and the, the organizations there to try and, um, again, build that college-going culture uh, throughout the state to let them know about state-funded uh, tuition programs and, and try and drive the college-bound sign-up rates and things along those lines. Um, and then we spend a lot of time in Olympia and, and some in D.C. trying to work with um, legislators to improve policy and funding options and things for students there. So it's it's kind of a multi-prong approach. We're trying to tackle this this equity issue from, from kind of all angles. So how do you kind of develop your mentoring program? It's like we went straight from the scholarship support. You had the outreach people. 
And then you just give them something else to do. It's like, hey. <laughs> or, well, and, well, you know, the staff grew from there as we realized that while we're putting, we have scholarships. So, hey, we're putting kids in college, but it was challenging, right? And so they needed some guidance and support. And so we have those those advisors and, and coaches that we've put in. And, and it's, people, all, it's all evidence-based, too. And we're people dropping at, off and you saw there's a lot exactly. of Exactly. Yeah, you're, lo- you're reviewing data over time, looking at retention rates and, you know, finding the gaps in services and then looking at like programs across the nation that are doing the same work and looking at yeah. their models and strategies. And you guys take my mind to you like friends of children. I think they have like a really long mentoring program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, every interaction that we have with the students are, are entered into our systems and mm-hmm. things. And we have a, a research and evaluation team that, that tracks how our students are progressing, what's working, what isn't. We survey every kind of orientation and, and all the key milestones with students. And we're continually uh, working on kind of curriculum or rubric improvement to our to our programs and things like that. We augment that with a lot of uh, community volunteers that that may come in and, and say, hey, let's do a let's do a healthcare day and so our mm-hmm. students can see what it's like to be a nurse and work on s- suture practice and things to see if that's what they want to do or spend some time in a courthouse with some attorneys and a judge to see maybe I want to get into to the law fields and things along those lines. Um, and then once they once they complete college, um, then then they become one of our great you know ambassadors and alumni of the program. So we have we have over ten thousand college graduates now of, of CSF, and and like Anthony said, they're they're involved in their uh, communities, um, helping that next generation of student come through because they know what it's like and, and how tough it is, and, and want to be there to support the students that we have. Ten thousand, that's a lot. It is. We're we're really excited about that. So yeah, next year twenty years, and we have over ten thousand graduates. It's it's fantastic. So you talk about the curriculum. What does the curriculum look like? What exactly? Do, what does a mentor do there? Um, or a coach? Excuse me. A co- yeah, yeah. And, and um, I only ask because we're kind of developing our, our mentoring coaching mm-hmm. program. So it's, I'm always curious to hear what other people are doing. I'll I'll let uh, I'll, I'll defer over to the big guy here on on the ins oh. and outs. But I would say early on a key to the success really is relationship building, right? And earning the trust of the students and things that we're not just here to give you an assignment and leave. Like we're, we're with you for the long term, and, and we are here to make sure that you succeed. So once we kind of build that trust with the student, then I think that's when the magic happens. I, I agree, and I think generally speaking, uh, it's building a relationship with the student, but then also finding your role in that individual school. You know, um, some schools operate differently, um, and then they they have expectations of what your role is too. <laughs> so, uh, just just letting them know that you're here for students in general, and then um, helping supplement some of their counseling services, um, which include you know getting the student prepared for the next next class, getting the student prepared to the next grade level, which will ultimately impact their enrollment in college. Um, th- other services, direct services that are a part of the mission co- include uh, college visits, um, you know, career site visits, as my, Mike mentioned, just uh, exposing those students to careers, in-demand career fields, so to ensure that once they go to college, they get a degree that they can attain a job uh, with competitive wages so again looking at the the um, 
the advisor does a lot of data in their local community to 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 see you know the what the they do a lot of labor market analysis and stuff to to make sure that their site visits are relevant and um, the college visits are relevant. So they do also one to one um, kind of case management, so to speak. They they work with the student to track their progress, uh, help help advise the student. Um, yeah, so it's some of those things. It's uh, a, it's a little. Uh, it's a lot of tough love too, right? Yeah. So pushing them, accountability. Push, yeah, pushing yeah. them out of their comfort zone and things like that. And and yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say it takes a village for yeah. anyone to succeed. And so it, it it's not just CSF, right? It's in partnership, obviously, yeah. with the state, but with the schools, the district, the teachers, the principals, the vice principals, the counselors. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all their caseloads are too high. You know, there's too many kids in the classes and things, and they can't do it all. So we're really there to kind of help augment and support mm -hmm. and. and guide the students as best as possible so. and then connecting them to resources in the community too um, so I know each you can go to each different school and an advisor would probably have some sort of book or desk aid um, with con uh, contacts for you know various community resources because again being a uh, low-income you know first-generation student there's needs that ex that are outside of the school you know um, that that these these kids and families, you know, need so the the advisors really help connect the students out to to resources that are in the community. So I think that's a critical um, component of the program that we don't want to just look over. Yeah. So tell me about your uh, how you kind of ended up where you are now. Did you show up with your your coach and kind of figure out, hey, I, I want to do this, and did they guide you down a different path, or were you kind of dialed in and you already knew what you wanted to do? Oh uh, no. <laughs> So <laughs> after I after I graduated high school, I went to Eastern, and I, at that point, I was really chasing a football dream. But on a scholarship or something? No, I was invited walk on. Okay. <laughs> so thanks to the the College Success Foundation, I didn't need a athletic scholarship. I was able to you know go straight off academics and um, ba needs based scholarships and financial aid. But um, yeah. The, the biggest thing that I think CSF did uh, outside of the, the financing piece was the connections that I made and um, the, the relationships that I had. At my freshman year, um, the advisor was Maria Reyna, and she was at Eastern Washington, and she just always had an open door <laughs> kind of policy. So if we were struggling in class or if we didn't have enough money to you know, get lunch towards the end of the quarters, just little things. Um, she always helped direct us in that regard. And then um, even for the academic track that I was on, I, I, I wanted to do 10 or 12 different things, I thought, at, at that time during my freshman year. So she helped nudge me back into uh, <laughs> alignment, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, she helped a lot, and I ended up transferring to Central. And uh, just off the strength of her... Um, impact in my life. I said I wanted to always give back to kids in the way that she did. So I started off in a, a social services um, kind of college-bound uh, career path and uh, I was, ended up being a director of um, some youth programs to support at-risk youth, make decisions, uh, attain their education, and then also, you know, 
have some career goals and so on. So again, the impact of Maria Reyna and uh, that she had on my life, it kind of trans transitioned and helped me form what I wanted to do. Now I'm a grant writer to help, you know, programs expand like CSF and um, other colleges and, and nonprofits. So I went from more of a micro level to a macro level focus. So it, it, it really stemmed out of College Success Foundation. So what's your grant writing focus? What do you kind of... Youth, okay. um, education, career development. So it's all kind of in that yeah, same, same bucket. Same bucket, yes, sir. Yeah. So what's your, be your best grant? You have a grant success story? Yes, Youth Build. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a grant for at-risk youth who... Um, dropped out of high school, maybe because they are, and then, or they have a criminal offense, and um, yeah, it, it's a construction-based program because the construction field is really forgiving, and um, it serves kids or youth 16 to 24, uh, helps them get their GED and uh, and or high school diploma with those career skills in construction or in, in another in-demand. Field. And that's a federal grant through the Department of Labor, and it's a $1.1 million grant for three years. And I actually managed that grant. I managed a grant program like that, and then that was, as I transitioned into grant writing, That that's like my, my baby right there. So, nice. That's a good one. Yeah. And then uh, the high school equivalency program, just for my area, it's a critical grant. It's for migrant and seasonal farm workers, you know, again, ha who have tremendous barriers uh, to... Um, long-term employment so and that's another that's a 2.3 million dollar grant you know nice. over a five-year period so, awesome. yeah. so we kind of know, know how you, you got involved with the CSF how about you Mike how did you how'd you end up here oh uh, I got recruited to work there but I you know um, uh, first in my family to go to school and but I there wasn't anybody, you know, semi-similar to the program we have. There wasn't anybody at home pushing me to look at colleges and take my SATs and things along those lines. I didn't know, right? And so I finished high school and joined the military uh, as, a, as a way to get out of my little town there. And uh, just slowly over the, this was before there were online courses and apps and all these other things, right? So one class at a time, two classes at a time, and a, a short uh, 19 years later, finished, <laughs> <laughs> finished my degree. So, you know, we're, it's, it's a part of grit and persistence and Marathon. things along those lines. And so just I have a personal passion for this work, right? That, that there, there is no silver bullet, but I think the closest thing we have as a society is education to... to to help change these these family dynamics and provide opportunities for for people to succeed and and uh, so it's uh, really important and the program works and you know if I, I go back to a minute to something Anthony was saying that of of the impact that Raylena had uh, on him I would say that's the kind of if there is a secret sauce in what we do it's 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 our advisors and coaches they're the they're the hardest working people out there so they're there before school starts meeting with kids at lunch times in the afternoons for sporting events or chess matches or any of those extracurricular activities and they will get emails and texts at you know 11:45 at night because there's a deadline at midnight and the students need help you know reviewing an essay or something so it is um, they 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 really are passionate about their their work and I know they take uh, 
true pride in, in watching their, their students succeed and, and persist through the program. So. Is she still with the program? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and in fact, the two, we, we have some. Uh, the best part, I think, about our program is when we can hire alumni that have been through. Uh, alumni members that have been through that come on staff and so uh, it, it's great to watch that that cycle that they've been through they've seen the impact now they want to come work for CSF really cool. and help the next the next generation of students and it helps us because they've they've been down that road they've been through the program you know they know all the excuses that the students have and, <laughs> and will use and things along those lines and and it's I think it's the goal of the organization in the future that our national board is all alumni members right that that as they mature and grow through their their career and gain all that wisdom and experience that 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 this truly does become kind of that that full cycle yeah. And we say the national board. Are you talking about the board of directors, or is it a different kind of board? Yeah, because we have boards for each of our regions and things in Spokane, Tacoma, DC, and then and then there's a national board overseeing the the entire organization. So is it just Washington and DC, or what other states are you doing? Uh, yeah, currently just just Washington State and and in DC, um, we we have our eye a little bit on on expansion and things as as we grow. I mean, there's a you know the need it's is great, there's though. a huge yeah. need out there, right? So. Um, you know, if we look at at um, college graduation rates by income, you know, uh, income quartiles, if you will, that lowest quartile there, uh, it's it's roughly about ten percent of those students finish college, and it has been that way longer than all of us have been alive, mm -hmm. right? It is fifty, sixty years. It is a flat line, pretty consistent. Um, yeah, and and that's part of our goal is to help change that that trajectory. And there's. Um, about a little over a million students in the state of Washington, and nearly half of them come from low-income families, right? So it's an immense need. Even even though our state is is has such a rich GDP in manufacturing and tech hubs and Amazon, Microsoft, mm -hmm. Boeing, right? Um, uh, the list goes on and on. So we're so lucky to have those companies here in in our state. But but nearly half the kids are, are low income and. and so, mm -hmm. so we, we, we roughly need to double in size mm -hmm. um, or just here in the state to support the schools of, of highest need here. Um, and, and in, you know, D.C. has its plenty of challenges there in D.C. And then um, there's, there's future uh, opportunities for expansion in, in other states that are, that are struggling with their populations. So if you could like wave a magic wand, how would you fix that problem? Is it really just a funding expansion issue, or would you need to go up upstream and tackle it on a different Boy, level? Boy, it's there is it's yeah there is complicated. Yeah, yeah. there is no silver bullet. I mean, it gets it, you can't it, just throw resources at the problem. No, it's no. it's it's not just education resources too, but resources for the family and opportunities, mm -hmm. stable housing, you know, food, all the things that contribute food to food needs. You know, a, a stable family lifestyle. I mean, it's, it's mindset. You know, behavioral you know, counseling, you know, uh, tr dealing with ACEs, you know, and trauma-informed care, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty layered. School, school sizes are too big, counselors are overworked, I mean, exactly. there, there is no silver bullet, right, so it's, it's, um... But one thing that College Success Foundation does good is, I mean, you chip away at some of those issues, you know, it's not about doing everything, it's doing, you know, certain things great, and then having a partner network that can, you know, address some of those other barriers. So uh, I know one thing 
the College Success Foundation is is really, I guess, the next thing that kind of chipping away at, and Mike alluded to it earlier, we have all these tech hubs, tech businesses, but are our low-income students prepared to assume the roles, you know, uh, those open positions and for those, those tech hubs, you know, as... Um, the new generation comes up there's a lot of opportunities but are they prepared acad academically to to pursue those um, opportunities so I think that's another area that CSF is going to look into and um, hopefully address through programming you know. so you're talking about metrics before tell me about your metrics at CSF what's your graduation rates and uh, you know meaty stuff like that meaty stuff all the all the the, the details there yeah so um, uh, 95, 6, 7, depending on the location and city, a uh, percentage of our students finish high school, wow. uh, which is, you know, somewhere 15, 20% higher than their, than their peer group. So that's fantastic. Um, our, our students enroll in college at a higher rate than their peers. Um, and right now our college graduation rate is 61%. So it's about 15% or so higher than their, than their nice. peer group there. So and how do you measure that? Is that graduation at all or within four years or uh, you know, six uh, years? Six year, yeah, okay. six year graduation rate. Um, um, of course, you know, for myself, it took 19 years. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I don't care how long it takes right. them as long as they complete. But, but so that we can compare and see the, how well our, our program is working, uh, we use that, that six year college graduation time frame. Um, and, and so, yeah, they're, they're finishing high school at higher rates, going to college at higher rates, finishing college at higher rates. Uh, Three-ish years ago, we conducted a, a longitudinal survey of the first four cohorts of our program, right? So the, the whole goal of this program is to, to try and disrupt that cycle of intergenerational poverty that our students are born into. And... Uh, so we went back to those first cohorts to see where are they now, how are they doing, and that sort of thing. And, and the results were just tremendous. So um, there's, you know, good salaries all the way through for the alumni that are, that are employed and that sort of thing. There was only a 1% unemployment rate. Granted, really? Granted, it's a good economy yeah, and, yeah. And, and everybody's, uh, you know, it's a low unemployment rate throughout the country, but 1% there, almost 90% um, of our students uh, here in Washington State have stayed in the state of Washington, uh, which is great because, you know, we, this is about us kind of growing our youth and our workforce here. Um, almost half um, have gone back to where they went to high school, back to their communities. So it's, it's not everybody just coming to work in Seattle or that I-5 corridor, right? They're going back to where they grew up and try and help their communities there. Um, I think over 90% are registered to vote and, mm -hmm. and they're spending quite a bit of time volunteering in their community. Yeah. So we're really, we're really proud as we look at those statistics and, and see that, that we're really building those future leaders of their community in the state and that they're giving back and, and, and contributing and trying to pay it forward. So. And I, I think, you know, that's a lot of the quantitative data, but I think the qualitative data speaks too where you have alumni groups forming, you know, and speaking and advocating on behalf of CSF and, um, again, trying to hold, you know, CSF accountable and um, 
pay you know you have alumni paying their respects to CSF so again along with the quantitative data which is which is great you have qualitative data that speaks volumes too so um, and I know try to interview alumni and, and participants and get participants feedback you know on a kind of a, on an annual basis in the high schools and in the middle schools and that feedback is great as well so um, to go along with that quantitative data so it's CSF is doing great great work just across the board from from the alumni all the way you know down to the middle school students who are enrolling in the program amazing program yeah. so are you literally in every school in Washington or just the big ones or uh, no 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 so we're in we're in um, right at uh, it's 29 so 30 high schools throughout the state where we have staff there um, we are in feeder middle schools to a to a good portion of those high schools and then we have college coaches that are either on college campuses or work uh, remotely to, to serve students there so do you kind of find the high schools that have the lowest yeah, so we, we look at a, you know, high-level data of, of each of the schools, so size of the school, percentage of the students in that school that are on the free or reduced-price lunch program, right, so we can see, you know, percentage of the students that are, that are low-income. We look at the, um, the uh, demographics, the uh, makeup of the school, the uh, high school graduation rates, the percentage of the kids from the school from that school that are going on to college, and so we we look at all of the high schools in the state of Washington so that we can see uh, what areas, uh, if there's geographic areas um, that that are having some challenges or particular schools where we think we could go in and, and have a significant impact. And and part of that's why we're we're expanding now in Yakima, that, that greater Yakima Valley area. So there's kind of a, um, a a pocket, if you will, of, of, of need there. We're, we're also going up north a little bit, so in the Snohomish. Okay. And uh, have our eyes on Tri-Cities area, Vancouver, Washington, down south. There's a few schools down there, so. Um, there, like, like we said earlier, there's, there's plenty of need out there, right, through, throughout the state, and, and uh, so. And how are the big cities, how's Tacoma and uh, Seattle stack up? Uh, you know what's, what's amazing? I, I wish we could take credit for it all. I mean, again, it's a village, and it and it's from from phenomenal leadership and communities leading in. But the the turnarounds or the growth in in success rates in Tacoma and Spokane are just astounding, right? So, um, so I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew how long ago it was. Ten, fifteen years ago at Tacoma. I mean, the headlines were saying it was a dropout factory, right? Of high schools there in Tacoma and now it's it's um, leading the state as far as high school graduation okay. rates and stuff in the 80s so it's there's a lot of uh, what's working there yeah, yeah there's a lot of philanthropists that are contributing there's a lot of organizations that are partnering and working together the school district mm -hmm. superintendents down there are leaning in and open to help and partnerships and so I th it really is kind of a national model of collaboration, right? Of everybody coming together and focusing on these issues. And we're seeing it in, in Spokane also as significant improvement in Spokane. And Spokane's growing quite a bit too, right? With a lot of uh, um, company and, and education investment there, growth in the college campuses and the medical school and things along those lines. So it's, it's things are things are working. Yeah, I was so. just going to mention that the investment of the colleges and post-secondary institutions in those areas. I mean, UW Tacoma has grown 
exponentially. Yeah, they're taking over that whole downtown corridor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and in Spokane as well, like you mentioned, with uh, the partnerships with Gonzaga and Dub and WSU and stuff, Eastern there, and then, then the local community colleges. And so, I mean, they have pretty much a program for anybody, <laughs> you know, so it's just now all the high schools have to do is connect them to the, the program, and you know, so it's it's a great great partnerships in these yeah. communities yeah trending well very yeah. cool yeah so what's next for you what's the uh next thing on your plate yeah like yeah next year we turn 20 right so it's it's a a, a part of it is to uh, uh say thank you uh, to the community the investors supporters partners alumni every everybody of of 20 successful years of this of of what started as a, a tiny little one or two person operation there and, and has grown quite a bit so it's a it's a chance to um, to look back and really celebrate those milestones of our first college graduate to our 10,000th and, and uh, say thank you to the communities and things along those lines and then set the stage for the future right what what are we going to aspire to do and be in the in the next 20 years and, and uh, so it, it really is kind of uh, an exciting time at CSF getting ready for that so that's awesome yeah You're doing great work yeah it's awesome happy 20th thank you thank you <laughs> all right well thanks for joining us thanks for having us yeah, it's been a great Anthony. conversation and yeah doing amazing things good stuff yes,